Well, good morning and welcome to our Romans Bible study every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. live right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. We are in Romans 7 presently and we'll get there in just a few moments. Just a couple of reminders that everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. For those of you who love the Word of God, you love God, and you want to grow in His knowledge, the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the grace of Jesus Christ, you will find the truth in these broadcasts. You will find God's Word in its only context, Righteousness. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And righteousness only is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith, Romans 1, 16 and 17. So these broadcasts, will, the Lord will use them to uh, show you Jesus in the scriptures because he is our Lord of righteousness. And I'm excited about these broadcasts again every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page live. And again, everything is uploaded that we do here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. We have another church, Crossway Church in Wichita Falls, Texas, and it's we, we meet there at the Hampton Inn on 4217 Kemp Boulevard the second weekend every month on a Friday night at 7 and the next morning from 10 till lunch. But this month of July, which today is the first day of July in 2019, and this month, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, my son Andrew will be there on Thursday night ministering, and uh, Pastors Clint and Lindsey Bass will be ministering the Friday night and Saturday morning, and then Pastor Tommy Wiedelman will be there from Tuttle, Oklahoma, ministering uh, Saturday night, and I will be ministering Sunday morning to close it out, and that's not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, and again, that's at the Hampton Inn at 4217 Kemp Boulevard, right beside the Sykes Mall, right there in Wichita Falls, Texas. So if you know somebody living in that area, they love the Word of God, they love the preaching of the cross, they love the true gospel, then send them our way and we'll be glad to meet them and they will surely be glad they come. We're praying for a pastor for that church and we're praying about a building to get out of that hotel and so pray with us, pray about that. Uh, this week also, uh, we will here at Crossway Church reach our 997 Bibles mailed to inmates who request the Bibles. We get letters every week from inmates, Henderson, Texas, Dallas, Texas, Palestine, Texas, Teague, Texas, and these are just a few. But we mail six expositor study Bibles, just like the one most of you know people that have this same exact Bible to inmates across the land who request the Bible. They write us letters and request the Bible. And you say, well, how do they know you do that? Because we started in 2014, November of 2014, sending a Bible to an inmate and it has just spread like wildfire. They keep seeing it. They write letters and, and we mail them Bibles. It takes a little over $33 a Bible to send to an inmate to get it into his hands or her hands. 
And so I ask you to pray with us about your involvement in that. You can easily donate uh, on our website at thecrosswaychurch.com uh, and tell us what the, the money's going to. Or you can text GIVE now, even easier, at 903-231-5950 and to help us get more Bibles into the hands of the inmates. So uh, praise God. We had a great time yesterday. Robin and I did in Junction City, Arkansas with Patrick and Rosalind Hatter, the pastors of Redeemed at the Cross Ministries, and we were truly blessed, and we all had a great time in the Lord, and we heard from the Lord, and we, we had our fellowship was in the gospel, and great friends they are. It's great, great, great uh, uh, friends you have when you find other ministers and other Christians who have their faith in a place the Bible calls determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, and you know it through their messages. You know it in the fellowship. You know it. And I just praise God for the Hatters and many more people like them in these last days who the Lord is able to bring back to their first love, their first works, which is simply exclusive faith in the cross alone. And you can tell who they are. We know them by their fruits. Hallelujah. Well, today, let's get into this seventh chapter of Romans again, and I'm going to back up and, and start in verse 8 again. I know we've done that for the last couple of sessions. Don't be bored. God's got something for you today. It's going to be very special, and make sure you share these however you can on social media. Go to the YouTube channel, share the channel, share the website, share this particular teaching on social media, do your part. Don't just be a hearer of the word and not a doer. The Bible calls that us deceiving our own selves. Help us publish the word of God. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 7 verse 8, we'll rush through these first couple of verses and, and know when we're talking, when, when, when this was written, this the word sin, right here in these verses we're looking at, is talking about the sin nature, not the act of doing something sinful, but that sin nature that's dominating, that's driving us to sin, that we can't not sin when the sin nature is in control. You need to understand that. We can't not sin when the sin nature is dominating. And he dominates only when we're under the law, when we're trying to live according to the commandments for the position or the condition of righteousness. For Christ is that to us through our faith in his work of righteousness at Calvary. So watch this in verse 8. But the sin nature, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law sin was dead. Notice this, the sin nature is looking for that opportunity to seize that moment when the child of God begins to live according to fa their faith being in anything other than the sacrificial work of Christ, the sin nature is waiting. He's and he cannot dominate any longer. But he's waiting. He is waiting like the devil is waiting. He is That sin nature is waiting and looking for the occasion, the Bible says, to desires, lustful, fleshly desires in us. 
Watch this first line, and this is very important that you get this. A lot of people do not understand this, and I hope the Holy Spirit will give you the understanding today in the name of Jesus. Watch this, verse 9. The apostle Paul says, For I was alive without the law once. Now he's not talking about the Old Testament before the law came because he didn't live then. Uh, see how easy that was. I once, that means when he accepted Christ, acknowledged Christ on the road to Damascus, called him Lord, and, and he believed on him. He was alive. He was alive because he believed in Christ. Watch this now. But when the commandment came, when he looked back and tried to keep now living according to the law for righteousness sake, look what verse 9 says. Sin revived, and that's the noun, the word sin used as the noun. The sin nature revived, and I died. Well, it wasn't talking about him physically dying because he wrote this letter. It means he stepped into a place again now where he death. His when we were in the flesh, that's, that's what we are in under the law. Under the flesh. When we were in the flesh, the passions of the sin nature, which were by the law, because the, the sin nature is waiting for the Christian to start trusting in something, anything other than know this, my friends, anything other than the righteous work Christ performed at Calvary, meaning his death for us, our faith in anything other than that is a law. It's a commandment we're trying to live according to for righteous fruit. Can't happen, won't happen. Happen is the sin nature is waiting for that, and he begins to, not, to dominate again. Watch this though, verse 5 For when we were in the flesh, the passions of the sin nature, which were by the law, did fruit unto death. And I've told you before, those of you that follow me, those of you who are watching for the first time, know this a lost person is dead. We were lost and dead. Dead. That means separated from God. That's the lost world. But as a child of God, we see that we can die, not physically, we can die, Paul said, when the commandment came. You, you, we, look at what he says here in verse 8. Verse, verse 9, for Christ, but when the commandment came, when I look back and do this, I can't do that, I gotta taste this, I, I can't cut my hair, I, I can't wear nothing but dresses, I can't wear makeup, I can't wear, I can't, oh, I live according to the do's and don'ts for the righteous, righteous fruit of God. Listen, the sin nature revived, Paul said, and I died. Now look at verse 5, maybe you'll understand a little better. When, when the passions of the sin nature which are by the law you live in according to the purpose driven, the government of 12, the words you speak, anything you're doing, if your faith moves to that, the sin nature is to dominate you. 
Maybe not back on the Jack Daniels bottle. Maybe not back on the, the marijuana. Maybe not back in a, 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 a physical uh, adultery in your marriage. But listen, to trust in anything other than the righteous work at Calvary that Jesus performed and finished there for you is to step into a place of spiritual adultery. You're married to Jesus through your faith in His death at Calvary. It's what we've learned in the earlier part of this chapter. You need to know this. When we begin to put our faith in anything other than that work of Christ at Calvary, we step into a place of spiritual adultery. We're cheating on our husband. We're, we're dabbling in the thing, very things that he came to deliver us from. Now think about that. But he says in verse 5, when we're in the flesh, our fruit can only be unto death. And Paul says in verse 9, For I was alive without the law once. That means when he accepted Christ, because the law can't give life. We'll see that in a minute. But when the commandment came, when I started trusting in things I have to do again, even if it's the commandment of God, the law of God under the Old Testament, if I try to live according to that, not in the context, or rather outside of the context of the liberty that I have in Christ Jesus and the opportunity through faith in Him and His work at Calvary to bear His fruits of righteousness, then I step into a place where the sin nature revives and I die. He didn't die physically, but He stepped back into a place where His fruit, again, was unto death. Can I tell you without you thinking I'm being ugly, that's where almost all of Christendom is today. I'm not talking about people that claim to be Christian and are not. I'm talking about the true born-again Christian. They've been saved, but their faith has been moved from the cross to works. And it's not that we aren't ordained and called to walk in works, good works, because we have been. We need to remember that but they can't save you and there can't be any fruits of His righteousness just because we're doing things the Bible says to do or not doing things the Bible says not to do. Unless our faith is in the sacrifice alone, then we're trying to live according to the Word without the only faith that works. And that's the faith of Jesus Christ that loved us and gave himself for us. The Apostle Paul said in Galatians 2.20, that's the faith we now live by. Amen, Brother Curtis. So I hope you're getting this today. So the, the sin nature, verse 8, takes occasion by the commandment. When we turn back to any commandment, if I fast three days, God will deliver me from this. If I do this twice, God will deliver me. If you you from that bond. That's all commandment. That's all rules and laws. That's all us being deceived by the sin nature so that the sin nature can slay us. Watch verse 10. And the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death. The law, the commandment, is not death. We'll see in a moment. And, and, and the law and the commandment, the commandment was ordained unto life. Now, the, it's, it's funny here that the first three uh, 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 letters in the word ordained is O-R-D. And that's really 
the word ordained in, in what prescribed for us that's under life. Now notice, I hope you're staying with me today. And the ordained to life I found to be unto death. What's Paul saying here? And remember, by the Spirit of God, he's saying this. The Lord with the of how to live for him to bear his fruits of righteousness and for us to be able to know that we know that we know that it's not just us and we're not in the flesh but we're living according to that which has been ordained unto us. The life, it was ordered, it was, it was prescribed unto life but it couldn't give us life. Why? The next chapter, Romans 8 verse 3 says, the law could not do what it was supposed to do because it was weak in our flesh. But watch this. And the commandment which was ordained to life, it was ordained... Remember what we talked about in the last session. Galatians chapter 3 verses 23 and 24 says before faith came we were shut up until later when that faith would come. Talking about the faith of Jesus Christ and Him humbly and obediently laying His life down for all of sin. And when that faith come, then the Bible says there in Galatians 3.24 that the law was our schoolmaster. It pointed us to Christ that would justify us. It was ordained. The commandment couldn't save anybody. But life. Who is our life? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and and the life. There's no life outside of Christ. And the commandment was ordained to life. The commandment pointed to Christ. Galatians 3, 23 and 24 tell us that. He, Paul said, but I found it to be unto death. What does that mean? He was trying to live according to the commandment again In your faith today, my friend, is either in one of those things. It's in Christ and what he's accomplished all have moved our faith to something even though it may be biblical we think we have to do and it and we are commanded to do many things in the word we're called the bible says that we're or that god has ordained us to walk in good works there's that word again he's full of good works. But the only thing that consists of a good work and a perfect work that God is looking for according to what he told the church in Sardis in Revelation 3 verses 1 through 6 he said I've not found your works perfect before me. So he's looking for the good work, the perfect work that only he can do. I can't do a perfect work. Jesus said I can do you and I can do nothing without him. It requires the work of the Holy Spirit to see a good work, to experience a good and a perfect work. But the only way that can happen is not to the do's and don'ts 
but us living according to the faith that's been prescribed for us. And my friends, that is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ that loved us and gave himself for us at Calvary. When, and therefore, when we keep our faith in what Jesus did at Calvary for us, his death, where not only were we declared righteous in him and declared so the only place that we can serve righteousness. All I'm doing is giving an overview right now of Romans chapter 6. And if we're serving righteousness, Christ and His sacrifice, then the fruit of holiness can come forth. Outside of that, there is no holiness. And if there is no holiness, nobody can see the Lord in us through our ministries. I don't care how much we cry, how much money we give, how many hours in prayer we labor. If the Lord is not the one building the house, they that labor, labor in vain. And I'm telling you, 99.9% of everything going on in the legitimate, saved, blood-bought church today is without the help of the Lord. He is, it's not just a midget, uh, mis, midget, mystical, magical thing of Christianity. The Lord only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4. And Jesus is that truth. But truth that works for us, works in our faith in what he did at Calvary. Because if it's him working, him doing the good work, him performing that perfect work, then the fruits are righteousness. Amen. Praise God. So watch this. But when the commandment came, when I turned back, telling me if I'll go out and take care of the poor, God will deliver me from my bondages. Sin, the sin nature revived, and I died. To life, I found to be unto death. Why? Because the sin nature, watch verse four at the beginning of each verse. You can just replace it with because, and the commandment which was ordained unto death because the sin nature it deceived me and it what does it mean for a Christian to be slain Paul's already said in the flesh we can only produce fruit unto death verse 5 and he says in verse 9 when we're born again we're alive without the law the law didn't save us we're alive in Christ through faith in His work at Calvary, but when we turn to a commandment to doing something for righteous fruit without simple faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary, the sin nature revives and we die. That means we've been slain again. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 declares something mighty important for you and me, and it says that sin... The sin nature, it's the noun, shall not have dominion over you because you're not under law but under grace. Under grace means your faith is in the cross of Christ alone. Under law or, means your faith is in something other 
than just Christ in His work at Calvary. And I'm telling you, I know it to be true. 99.9% of all the church is in that place today. I know it to be true. I was there. Some of you listening may be there. Don't get mad. Just say, God, help me. Show me this great truth in your word, and he will. And when he brings you out of that deception that can only be fi- that, that, that is in our lives under law, or let's just say we're living as though we're back under law, we're deceived. And we're slain. We've become dead in the eyes of God again. Don't think you can't, my friend. Paul said it happened to him. And this is talking about the after the born again experience. Hold on, those of you who don't believe that. I've already, listen, if you can't get this, it's just because you're hanging on to some friends or some preacher or some denominational rules and regulations. Especially when other scriptures the Holy Spirit brings to your remembrance about the church in Sardis in chapter 3 of Revelation, just verses 1 through 6, that's it. And he tells the church in Sardis they're dead. You have a reputation and a name that you're alive, but you're dead. Here we see it again. Christians having the reality given to them, I'm dead. Jesus tells If the sin nature is dominating, and make no mistake about it, doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, the sin nature is dominating. I'm not talking about 20 years ago when you got saved. Today, you have some needs in your life. What are you basing? You're asking God to bring those needs into your life, to meet those needs. What, what, is, your, what is your faith in when you ask God, God, I need this healing in my body. Lord, I need a spouse. Lord, I need a... What is your faith in? Because the, the blessings and the things God has for us, our faith is never in those things. Our faith is in Christ and what He accomplished at Calvary. And there, then God, the Holy Spirit, can bring those things into our lives that we need according to His will. Praise God. So watch this. Let's move on. The sin nature, you need to have this highlighted in your Bibles. Verse 11, the sin nature takes occasion by the commandment, seizes the moment, awaits eagerly. The sin nature. The occasion. If you live according to law, commandments, can't cut my hair, can't eat this, can't go there. I can't wear long, I can't wear short sleeves. I, I can't wear jewelry because that wouldn't be holy before the Lord. If you don't want to wear makeup or jewelry, that is perfectly okay. But when you have an entire group of people all over the nation or the world that, that tells you when you join them to go worship the Lord that you don't need to be wearing short sleeves or makeup or, or jewelry, then they've made that a law that they operate by. And let me tell you something, friend. They don't, they, and, and listen, here's where the, the, the amazing, amazing deception is this. Most, not all, but all places that are called holiness are bound up in that. And the can't nobody see the Lord through those ministries. People don't see the Lord through your tears. People don't see the Lord through this and that. People see the Lord through a legitimate faith in the Lord, which means faith in His sacrificial work at Calvary. 
Again, read Romans 6. The only avenue of holiness is righteousness. I'm talking about the experience. The only avenue of people of men being able to see the Lord in through you in your ministry is holiness. And the only, only avenue of holiness is righteousness. Righteousness is unto holiness. And the only avenue of the experience of righteousness is one's faith in that form of doctrine that made him a servant of righteousness. Faith in the sacrifice of Christ. We move that, our faith from that. Not only are we no longer in the faith, we're not under grace. The sin nature has revived and is dominating and, and begins to deceive and tells us that we're okay. Don't listen to those cross preachers. Why are they deceived? Because they're trusting in their flesh. Oh, they cry more tears. They have an outward show in a form of godliness, but they are denying the power every day. And listen to me carefully. God's Word tells you and I to turn away from such. Turn away from such. Watch this. And we need, we need to have verse 11 highlighted in our Bibles. But takes occasion by the commandment. It will and by I'll be dead in the eyes of God, just like the church of Sardis. Christians can become dead again. Not physically dead, but dead to the Lord is a place where there's no longer fruit being bare. Because the only fruit that can be bare by the Holy Spirit in our lives is the fruit of righteousness. And again, that righteousness can only take place in experience in our lives through faith in that form of doctrine that made us servants of righteousness. Read Romans chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. You will be amazed when you see that what's being offered you on this, in this ministry, on these broadcasts, will set you free from the very place of death and no fruit bearing. When you might have thought you've been bearing the most fruit, it will take you out of the deception that has held you and gripped you possibly your entire life, and it will bring you back to your first love, your first why does, why does that church in Revelation get told by the Lord, you better get back to your first love, your first works? Because our first works was that perfect work the Lord. And our faith was in that which was offered by God, His Son, and what He did for us at Calvary. We didn't get too far again today. Next this coming Thursday, we will begin in verse 12. So hold me to that. Remember to go and view all these teachings. You can do that on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And you can sow into this ministry to help us do what God's called us to do, and you can be a part of that. And I pray God would stir your heart to begin to do that. 
on the website at thecrosswaychurch.com. Hit the donate button. Tell us what it's for. Or you can text on your smartphone to 903-231-5950. Very easy to sow into this ministry. And we pray God's richest blessings on those of you who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in these last days. God loves you. We love you. And until I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you next time.